welcome to the latest episode of Cycles of Life. So today's episode is all about, well, spring, the end of winter, and what is to expect, and also how ancient people have celebrated this. And uh, if you, if we have met before, you might know that I'm very interested in all Celtic mythology and how Celtic people have interacted with nature around them, how they lived together as a whole. But one thing that you might not know about me as much is that I'm not Scottish. <laughs> I know my accent might fool you, but I'm, I'm not Scottish. I'm actually, I was born in Latvia, but I'm from very much Slavic background, which I'll talk to you about in a second. So what I wanted this episode to be about is actually almost compare and contrast and more importantly try to find similarities between how Celtic people celebrated Embolp or the beginning of spring and also how Slavic people do that. What, how, they, how they're similar, maybe how they're different, uh, dip a little bit into mythology and see what's all about. But I think more importantly what this episode is about is just an opportunity to slow down, check in with yourself, check in with nature around you, just slow down and pay attention and see what's happening. Because it might feel like it's quite grim, let's be honest. I'm currently in Glasgow in Scotland and it's a very grim day. It's very grey. I haven't seen the sky today. And it's stormy. It's so easy to be disappointed by the weather around and just say, oh, actually, it's just too grim. Let's just stay home. But I think it's really fascinating to sometimes just have an Aussie, see what's actually happening there. And I think sometimes it's really helpful to sync our own sort of life cycles with the world around us to see what's happening. It just helps us to see that we are part of something much, much bigger. We are one with nature. And as much as we would like to separate ourselves from it sometimes and think that we're better, we're special, we're really not. <laughs> we are part of this and we need nature to survive. We need all of this to live around us. So, if we haven't met before, my name is Jana Pusha and um, I am a podcaster, I'm a meditation teacher, I'm a life coach and I have over 10 years of experience in all things, learning and development and HR, so that's a little bit about my background. But why am I doing this and why am I talking about this today? So, as I said, my background is actually very Slavic, so um, part of me is from my roots come from uh, a small village just outside St. Petersburg in Russia. Um, there's a huge part of me that is from, well, I know it's a bit of a challenging subject right now, but actually from the southern border where Russia borders with Ukraine. So I'm half Ukrainian, half Russian, really. And then I also have some uh, roots that come from Belarus. Um, so I do try to think that, well, I am as Slavic as they get, <laughs> but I do have this really huge interest in everything Celtic mythology. It just feels very close to me. It feels very understandable. And that's that's where this interest really come from. Um, I grew up in a small town surrounded by nature. I spent my childhood playing in a forest. So being part of nature feels really natural to me. And I have lived in London for the last 10 years, just over 10 years, actually. And we are finally back in Scotland. We've been planning this for a long time. So we've been in Scotland for a few months now. 
And it's just so nice to be back in nature. We well, live in Glasgow right now and it's only a 20 minute drive. And here we are in the beautiful mountains, beautiful hills, beautiful forests. So I do feel like I'm coming back to myself, coming back to nature. But what I want to explore is actually how important it is to pay attention to what's happening around you, how people who lived there before you on this land have celebrated, have interacting with nature. But also, again, kind of combine it with my interest for my own roots and Slavic background, because actually there's a lot of similarities. And I do believe that a lot of us do crave this need for spirituality, need for something more, something above meaning really because it can be so lonely to think that this is us this is us as humans we evolved as much as we can and we are have completely separated ourselves from nature so i do think there's a huge lack of something spiritual for a lot of us and i think this is one of the gateways really to explore it to see what we think how does that feel to us and what is happening so let's talk about Imbolc first. So what is Imbolc? Imbolc happens on the 1st of February normally and I, actually it's a celebration that dates back to way pre-Christian era in the British Isles. Um, you can find the earliest mentions of Imbolc and actually Irish literature just because a lot of Celtic literature has been saved and um, have been saved in Ireland so we do have those records. But it goes back to 10th century I talk about um, this, some people think that this, this ritual and this celebration really goes back to the breeding cycle of sheep, beginning of lactation, um, but the holiday was traditionally aligned with the first day of spring and the, the whole idea is all ideas about rebirth. So Embolk is actually a halfway point between winter solstice, so where the night is the longest and day is the shortest, but also the spring equinox, which is in March, where the day and night are the same length. So what do people did in Celtic clans? People prepared for a visit from Brigitte, so she is the goddess of spring, really. They used to craft, they used to make little dollies uh, that represented Brigitte as well, and it was placed in a little dress and put in a basket overnight. And there's loads of different rituals, so if you want to, you can do a lot of research. It's really fascinating to learn. But it was all about burning lamps, all about lighting bonfires, kind of in tribute to Brigitte, and to celebrate the, the sun coming back, the light coming back. So in Celtic tradition, Embolc is all about, well, the honour of the pagan goddess Brigitte, as I said, but it's all about fertility blessings. Um, and she oversaw poetry, craft, prophecy, which I think is just fascinating. And it makes sense because now the nature is awakening from its winter slumber, winter hibernation. And so are we, and we can celebrate the kind of the, the comeback of crafts and creativity and poetry and, and life in itself as well. So some of the things that people did previously to kind of celebrate in bulk was just print clean home and it's something that we can definitely implement now as well just getting rid of anything that's cluttering stagnating that energy clean things scrub things down if needed 
It might be very helpful to open the windows, let some refreshing clean air through your home. Another good thing, and it's something that I've done yesterday actually, is to visit a stream, a river, or well, because traditionally in Bok was a time for visiting holy water. So a spring or a well to both purify us and also bring fertility to our dreams. So why not just do that? Maybe at the weekend, do it alone or do it with your family or friends. Just try to find some water near your home. Maybe it's a river, maybe it's a stream, maybe it's a well. If it's clean, you can maybe even splash them over your face and just set your intentions to cleanse and purify and bring in that new New Year energy. So now let's talk about Slavic mythology and Slavic celebrations. In Slavic tradition, the 2nd of February, so the day after, is called Gromnica, which is roughly translates as the Day of Thunder, if you like. So that is the day where Marina, so she is the goddess of winter, she's meeting her sister Lola, who is the goddess of spring. And it's also when god Pirun and his wife Divodadola, they're actually helping spring to come. They're helping her to get through the winter and come here. And that's why sometimes you can actually hear thunder happening, and hence the name. You can hear sort of winter thundering, um, because that's the spring trying to break through the cloak of winter. So in Slavic tradition, it's quite a quiet celebration again. So it would traditionally be celebrated within a family. So you would not have the huge kind of celebrations or street parties or anything like that. Um, and kind of according to Slavic myth and mythology, the winter is still here, but you can start to feel that first first spring coming through. You might notice some snowdrops slowly peeking through in the forest. Maybe even some daffodils, which I saw yesterday actually, or crocuses. So you can see the spring is definitely coming. It might take a while, but it will be here. So in Slavic tradition, um, the way that people celebrated that as well, they actually used candles a lot. So they lit the candles, they did different rituals with candles, they made their own candles as well. And so if you would use these candles to bring more happiness into your life. Another beautiful ritual was when people, they start calling the spring. So what they did, they sang songs, but very quietly. Very quietly. And normally it's only young women and kids that used to do that. So they used to sing it very slowly, very quietly to try to bring that spring to help her appear and come here as well. And again, people made small dollies. They dedicated them to Mariana, again, who's the goddess of winter, and her sister Lola, who's the goddess of spring. So you can see, actually, there's a lot of similarities, I think, between both celebrations. I mean, there's miles between kind of Celtic lands and Slavic lands, but still similarities are there. I think what that tells us, the people all over the well, northern hemisphere, at least, they have very similar outlook on life, and they did celebrate today as a midpoint between different solstices, different equinoxes, and they can definitely feel the spring coming back and turning around.
So what does this mean to us and how can we implement this in our daily life? As I said, there's a few different rituals. You can sprinkle in your home. You can visit a well. You can visit some sort of water if you can. You can light some candles uh, to help the spring to come through as well. But I think it's also so important to really pay attention and see is there some wisdom that we can take into our life, bring into our lives that might help us to reconnect with nature, reconnect with our roots, but also fill our life with a little bit more meaning. And I genuinely think that it makes kind of following this, these different traditions and paying attention to them helps to see the kind of cycle of the year, the annual calendar, and it makes getting through winter just a little bit easier because I know a lot of people really struggle with January and February when it's dark and cold and windy and wet. But if you look, you can see the spring coming through. You can see that glimmer of hope, if you like. You can feel the creativity starting to stir. And again, these are all lessons that we can take from ancient, ancient people, ancient mythology. So I hope you enjoyed this episode about Imbolc, the beginning of spring. So the, my idea is to make this into a small series. I'm planning to look at eight different points in the year. So every six weeks or so you'll get a new episode kind of looking at Celtic mythology, looking at Slavic mythology, comparing and seeing how people celebrate it and what are the similarities, what are the differences as well. So if you would like to hear more of this, also other episodes that I'm sure will be coming to my podcast, uh, make sure that you have subscribed. Follow me on socials, follow me on Instagram. Of course, all the links will be below. And just a quick reminder that I do have actually a workbook. So it's a coaching workbook on my website. It's called Spring. So it just will help you to reassess life a little bit, maybe set some goals and see what's happening in your life and just give you that little little gentle push of motivation that you might be lacking right now and also i will link all the sources below so all the websites that i've used to get this information from uh, but just be weird that some of them are in russian so i've been translating i'm trying to translate things to you so some of the links will be some websites are in russian but if you have any questions please get in touch i would love to chat to you i think what, what are your thoughts how do you feel about it thank you so much for listening and bye for